Hello and welcome to the Three Guys Podcast. I'm Tyler. I'm Ben. I'm Dixon. Today we're doing something a little different. We're experimenting. We're going... Well, so far we've only been subjecting you to our opinions on current new movies. We haven't talked about politics or race or any of the other hot topics that might offend everyone. Religion. That's not a topic. And anyway... That's a way of life. We're going to go into our deepest, darkest, depraved corners of our minds and talk about... Our favorite movies. Not much of a swerve there, but uh, well, yeah, being movie we... guys, I mean, it's not like that was much of a stretch. But Tyler will explain this concept because I was, I only was half listening. I really forgot what he was telling me until about today. You didn't tell me until like two days. Yeah, ago. Ben actually told me. My uh, my phone did not send this message. I'm sorry. Oh, a... I think it did. I just wasn't paying attention. <laughs> well, I meant for him. I don't know okay. what happened to you. You don't pay attention. <laughs> Essentially, the concept is because we're out of summer, but we have an idea for a theme that comes up, but they can't really start till October. And when it's you... an October theme thing. Don't think too hard about it. No, you probably don't. Ha- you don't probably don't have to. It's not musicals, except oh, for one. Oh. <laughs> I can think of one musical that would fit. Okay, but I think of two actually. If we're thinking, anyway. So what we're doing is we're gonna go through each of our top five favorite movies. Uh, they're not necessarily going to be ranked, but they are going to be rated. And we're going to essentially talk about why we like them a little bit, and yet way you get to see what our favorite movies are. And you can see how vastly different each other's opinions are in movies. I highly suspect not one of us has the same movie on every list. I don't know. <laughs> They'll all be the same. <laughs> Would that be a case? Oh, we're just a bunch of fucking fucking drones. Apparently, it, we, I've not seen I've not seen Ben's list. I've not seen Dixon's list. They've not seen mine. As far as I know, they haven't looked. They might have. Whatever. Broken your house. Looked at the list. It's been. It, it, it's all on here, and I carry this with me. <laughs> You don't know what happens in the middle of the night while you sleep. Well, Jareth lets us in. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jareth. In any event, uh, through the process of elimination... Uh, you think it would be the first time we broke into your house? <laughs> See, I know that's true. I know that's not true. You have broken into my house before. You in particular. Um, and me. Oh, yeah, was, that was a joint effort. I got a good point. Actually, in fact, you told me to break into your house one day because you left your keys in your house. Well... That's a different story. I'll get yeah. into that tale later. <laughs> That's got For another time. For another time. Wow, completely off track. Let's continue. So, we decided this through the process of elimination. We rolled the dice and Ben won or lost, depending how you look at it. So, we're going to start with Ben. He gets the honor. He gets the honor of going first. I get the greatest honor! Yet, I'm probably going to be the boringest. Dixon's probably going to be the best. Dixon's is going to be a weird right. list. Yeah. Well, let's start off at number five for me. Hot Shots Part de. <laughs> I know on an overall rating, like, it was not a bad movie for other people. For me, I loved it. I do not know why. Like, even as a rating, like, I'll, can, like, I'll tell you more after, like, I'll give you the rating right now. I give it a six. Okay. It wasn't a fantastic movie, but something just made it amazing to me. I loved it. I guess it was just because it was parody after parody. And Charlie Sheen before Tiger Blood. Yeah, but it's it's almost kind of the same thing. The precursor, like he's still yeah. crazy. He was he's always still, crazy. Oh yeah. Well, he was always really funny in the nineties. Like, what was that movie? Um, he did like the Three Musketeers movie for Disney, and he's like the best part of that movie. Yeah. There was a Disney Three Musketeers. Yeah. That wasn't made with. The only way I can think of is the Musketeer, or like the Wire Foo one, the one that was done like. That was with all the ladders. Said. No, there was a there's an older one. I think well, I'm pretty sure it was Disney that was, that had Charlie Sheen in it. He was one of the three Musketeers. Okay, so Charlie Sheen. Okay, right. but well, sorry, but go yeah. on. But I don't know. It, it was just always it was funny. It was ridiculous. 
And they made sure to point out what it was from, basically. Especially the part when they're in the uh, uh, Iranian uh, POW camp there. <laughs> and, uh, like, he just starts opening fire on everything. And it just starts, you know, it's, it's like deadlier than, and more kills than, and just keeps going. And it's like the most bloodiest movie ever. And then at the end, like, he runs out of ammo and he, like, five guys run up to him. So he goes into an ammo box, grabs a fistful of ammo, throws it at them, and kills them. <laughs> Every time I see that, I still laugh. That's humorous. But, oh, it is. There was just something. It was just funny throughout the entire thing. And you know what? There was, like, realistically no story. The story was minute. But that's what made it fun. It was so I funny, you could pick up anywhere. I, I gotta ask, like, the obvious question. Why not the first Hot Shots? Why this one over the... Like, I just... I have to ask. That, hmm. that is a good question. What does but, this have over the first one? Why does it make this list and not the first one? I hmm. To be perfectly honest, I didn't know there was a first Hot Shots. Yeah, it's Hot Shots. Period. I thought there was. I thought it was just part two. That was some sort of Rambo joke. Or like no, a or Naked Gun joke. Like Naked Gun. Like one, 33 one and a, a third, I think they did. Yeah, like yeah one and, or two and two and two and a two half. And, two and a third or something like oh, that. Oh, it was two and a half. Okay. And it was... Well, let's not. Yeah. Either parody. way, don't think it. Honestly, I can't think why. I think it's just because of the parodies it pulls. The certain parodies, yeah, yeah were more it, timely it, for you, maybe. Yeah, because it was very much a, a Rambo kind of thing, and I loved Rambo. Okay. In there. okay. I think everybody loves Rambo. Well, I'm mean, obviously oh, yeah. it's stuck in your mind more than the first one. Oh, I very much like. Did. Oh, and I can't lie. Like, I do like the first one too, but I think this one just. Pulled a little bit above it. Oh, you know? that's a... Uh... But very much, again, when you watch it, you have to like these movies and you have to love the parodies around them. Not everyone will like it. Hell, a lot of, a lot of people might even hate it. And sometimes because... they don't age too well. Some no. movies in particular, because they have to. They, uh... they have a certain... Depending they... on what they're parodying, it, it can yeah. date itself very quickly. Oh, yeah. A lot of the scary movies... They date themselves instantly, usually, yeah. because yeah. they have to... There's always the cell phone joke, or they're always. I'm gonna put that down. They're always yeah. doing. They're always doing the references of things that are popular right now in horror. Like I didn't realize until a little bit ago they actually have a Paranormal Activity spoof movie, and of course it's by the Wayne's Brothers because they've done every Hollywood horror parody. So why not that one? Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's your number and you five. Give it, you give it, yeah. And you gave it a six. Yeah, I gave it a six. Because better than average. I mean, yeah. obviously yeah. for you it means more, but yeah, it's better than average. Yeah. Okay. I, I think it, it's tough to... Uh, I think it's something I had a problem with, and I don't know if you guys will. Mm. I had trouble rating these, because I wanted to be fair when I was rating them, but they still had they still made the top of my list. Yeah. Like, I, it's, there was something about these movies I was like, they rate this way because even if I'm being objective, these movies rule. For it's some reason to, or another. You can't be objective about somebody you're saying the word favorite with. Yeah. It's hard to be. And if, yeah. you know, if Six, he, he was a lot fairer than I was. <laughs> <laughs> This, I, 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 I'll spoil this for my list. Nothing lower than a six. Nothing lower than a seven, actually. On my <laughs> list. Okay, so but, what, do, uh, what do we have next here? What do we got? Number four. Number four. Beavis and Butthead do America. Okay. <laughs> I can just think of... When I think of that movie, I just think of when they get to the casino and they're just rocking out. Yeah. That whole but movie, I mean, it's amazing. And it, it's very strange to me because... I. Um, and I'm just to jump in a tangent for a second. That's the only sure. real thing of Beavis and Butthead I've seen. You've never seen the old uh, TV show? I was actually not allowed to watch the show as a kid. <laughs> that was the one thing my mother made a stand on. I could go watch men beat each other up with steel chairs. 
but I couldn't watch Beavis and Butthead. Ain't that a kick? <laughs> you can't. They wouldn't let you watch two dumb kids. Orphaned. I believe they're orphaned. I mean, they, they never well, they really don't... actually talk about their mother. And actually, in this movie, it actually does give them a little more backstory. Yeah, but they get to meet their fathers, we yeah. think. <laughs> well, it's, sure. it's almost really obvious it's their fathers. There's, there's, there's no proof, though. But whether their stories are even true to be that, they could have <laughs> just been, you know, deadbeats, whether they're actual... Fair enough. But I, 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 I stole your thunder there for a second, I'm yeah. sorry. Why no, do you totally like fine. Beavis and Butthead? So you like you know, the show, though. That's important to know. Okay. Yeah, I, I did like the show. I liked it very much. I watched it. I don't know. It just... It was basically, like, just a big episode, but it was amazing how much they actually put into that. Because it wasn't just the story around Beavis and Butthead. It, it did follow them. But it gave actual several stories around it. Every time like, I think of that mo- that movie, I just think of the unsolved mysteries guy, the guy with the Robert great, Stack. Robert Stack with the great mystery narrator voice. Yeah, that I did absolutely no justice there too. Th- this ties yeah. into one of my movies actually. <laughs> one of my movies, Robert Stack does appear. But I mean, uh, once again, like this one is, it's also really hard to put why it was good. You know, I guess it's just because it's stereotypical Beavis and Butthead. I like them. It was, the story actually does have a, bit, a, a fair amount of story to it. Surprisingly, yes. Mike, uh, is it Mike Judge? Mike yep. Judd, yeah. yeah. Mike Judd. He is able to, when, he, when you let him tell the story, he can do it. Oh, yeah. He just, well, he look at his work always... on King of the Hill. Like, it's a great series. Yeah. Which is actually. It huh. flip-flops for me. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not. I, re- I always really enjoyed yeah. uh, King of the Hill. I, I was, I think, too young for Beavis and Butthead. That could be, because they kind of stopped even when I started... Like, I watched like, I it when I was young. Like, I saw it when it was on late, and it was, like, reruns. So yeah. I never really was exposed to it in its prime. I watched Daria, which was, like, a spinoff. Yeah, it was. That's I don't think miscellaneous... Did that even uh, involve Mike Judd at all? Do you know? Uh, it, no. I, I, you know what? I can't speak on that one. I'm not sure. I didn't watch a quick Google would tell me, but that would be cheating right now. So. Yeah, yeah, we won't do that now. Um... No. But what would you rate it? What is your rating on Beavis and Butthead Do America? Hmm. Which is a great title for that movie. Yes. It's... Uh, any movie. Star Wars. Do America. Yeah. <laughs> Hot Shots. Do America. Uh, this by comparison, because it's for our nationality purposes, uh, Beavis and Butthead Do Canada? Not as interesting. Beavis and Butthead they Do go to, America? They go to like Niagara Falls and... They fall over. They go in a barrel. They like meet Honeymoon mm-hmm. Suite. The the, the the metal the hair metal van and uh. actually I'd love to see Beavis and Butthead like in Toronto or Quebec <laughs> Quebec City oh, yeah, oh my messed god up during I'd like during like just for laughs or something or one of their crazy festivals <laughs> oh god KK anyway but, rating rating I think I honestly I could honestly say seven really yeah you know it, it's I'd say it's pretty good a lot of fair, fair amount of people might enjoy it but. Once again, it is a very specific style. It is kind of stoner-esque kind of TV yeah. series. Not as extreme as shows gotten later years for stoner kind of content, but I understand yeah. what you're saying. It's not it's not 12-ounce mouse or Aquatine no. or... No, it's it's nothing like that. But it's, forever. it's very, you know, stoner-esque. you got to be chill to watch this. Like, you can't be pumped up. You can't be... No, you just kind of relax and watch it. Which you watch weird. it for it's stupid. Which I've always found weird because the show throws metal at you in the middle of it. Oh yeah, they yeah. love throwing like. Just and this, that's the this, thing this, too. This they threw it in this too. Yes, the, with one of the best drug trips I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah, it wasn't actually a drug trip. It was hallucination due to dehydration. I thought but, that was because of the uh, the uh, the cactus he ate. 
No, they had that beforehand. That was actually afterwards. Okay. Because they're yeah, because they were walking through the desert and <coughs> anyway. But it does. Yeah. I I do even love it. That was basically my first introduction to Rob Zombie music. Yeah, and yeah. that's the thing. They always played great music. Makes you but, wonder how yeah. expensive that show was to run. I think that's why the no offense to Beavis and Butthead, I'm sure that's why the animation of that show was poor. They spent all the money getting licensing rights to run up to run music videos. Yeah, it's just expensive. Oh, probably. <coughs> okay. It's number three now. You're, number three. You're, you're We've, got me. We've got a seven, yeah. and you started with two comedies. Let's let's see where you go from here. Actually, it's is your list primarily comedies? Yes, I am a very huge comedy person. That's fair. That's fair. Third one, Young Frankenstein. Okay. A Mel Brooks. Fair enough. Yeah, it's about what was it? The son of Frankenstein. Something or, along some some Frankenstein was his. But either way, it is some relative. Uh, Frankenstein dies, and he gives all the stuff to the young Frankenstein. Mm, Gene I Wilder? Uh, yeah. Uh, was yeah, it? Gene Wilder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Best known as Willy Wonka. Yeah. I should have watched this recently to update my memory of the entire thing. I'm a little rusty on it right well, that's now. That's okay. But... It shows yeah. a lot about it that you would pick it still. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, he inherits it, and he absolutely denies being with it. To the point where he refuses to call himself Frankenstein. He calls himself Frankenstein or Frank... Yeah. Was it Frankenstein or Frankenstein? Someone, I think Stein. <coughs> no, it was Stein. Frankenstein. He refused to say Frankenstein. It is Stein. Which is <laughs> the think. same thing, I think. But that might be the joke. Well, Stein and Stein are also the same thing, too. It's a pronunciation. Yeah. It was, it was one of those two. I forget right now, but... You know... But eventually he gets dragged into going down there and he gets he actually becomes interested in his father's science again. Well, someone had you mad oh. scientist tools. Yeah. Sooner or later. Mad scientist lemonade? Sooner or later. <laughs> but then he ends up uh, you know, in a comedical fashion throughout the whole thing there. He ends up reborning, you know, bringing Frankenstein to life. Frank making a new monster. one. Yeah. To life. And more comical things ensue and just to because I guess it just became, once again, like like his, I believe, father. You know, it was an obsession. Obsession. He wanted to show the scientific world it could be done. And, you know, it runs basically kind of like Frank, like the original Frankenstein, except very comedical, very fun. I don't know, it, Robert Boyle is a pretty good Frankenstein. Yeah. He, he, was, he was the dad, and everyone was Raymond. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, isn't that the same guy I thought it was? Yeah. It was. But, I, I don't know, I've just always enjoyed simple laughs. Fair enough. Anyway, so... And, uh, any anything more to say on Young Frankenstein, or do ah. we just, just want to just rate it and move on to number two? Yeah, which would you rate it? Yes, that, that's once that's... again I rated it a seven. Another seven. Yeah, much better than yeah, better than average. Yeah, it's much mm. better than average. I'm interested if you have any mm. eights or like. Well, I want to see what what it, what it takes to make it an eight or nine or ten for Ben. Eh, you'll see. That's, that's okay, so this is number two. So number two. Up. It's actually more of a recent one. Which neither of you probably have seen the movie. I actually, I can guarantee neither of you have seen the movie. Oh, okay. Challenge accepted. Bring it, bring it. My arms are crossed. <laughs> My hat is tilted. Not wearing a hat, but you probably played the games though. Ooh. Okay. Or maybe not played. Well, you've probably seen the games. You know the games. Okay. Professor Layton and the Eternal Diva. It's funny. I've actually heard that pop up the other day. Really. It was on some website. Impolite conversation? Not polite conversation. It was on the internet, so... <laughs> Definitely not, then. Nothing like, angry conversation. So, it, this is... 
What is this? Explain this to me. Made for TV, uh, Jap, like a like. It was a movie. It was actually put out in theaters in Japan. Okay. And I didn't realize Professor Layton was a Japanese. Like I don't know why. Yeah. I didn't it's realize because it, was it has Japanese. an English kind of. Uh, well, it's set in England, but it has a, a very, style. It's a very... It's a European artistic style. Yeah, yeah. that's what threw me. Okay, that's yeah. interesting. It's actually huge in Japan. But once again, it's if you've played any of the Professor Layton games, it's basically like, well, taking out a lot of the useless puzzles. Is it? It's basically the story of the game minus the puzzles. Well, the voice, I've, yeah. I've known they've had good stories and voice acting and stuff. So. Yeah. Is this, this Professor Layton movie, is it in English? Uh, it has been yeah. translated. Okay. So that... you do get it in English. You can also... Watch it in the Japanese with subtitles. How did you watch it? I watched it in English because I did like the voice acting in the games. And they did get the voice actors. At least I know for uh, the professor and... Oh my Psychic? God. Oh my god. The I'm, boy? I'm Luke. Thank you. As I say, it's like, what's his name? Okay, that's, uh, that's... I think they got a slightly different voice for Luke. But anyway, that's, that's at least they got Professor Layton. That seems important. Yeah. That seems very important to me. For adaptations, yeah. yes. Okay. Is it, it comedy? No, it's actually kind of an adventure... Mystery? Obviously. Mystery. Oh, yeah. It's actually a mystery adventure kind of thing. Well, he's, and... kind, of, he's, he's kind of... Like, it doesn't surprise me because Professor Layton strikes me as... Um, I'm not saying he is like... In, he is like Indiana Jones in that way. You can kind of take... Not the notion that he is Indiana Jones, but he's that art type of a character. He is, because he is actually story, an archaeologist. You can pull him out of one story, drop him in another, and it, he, he usually works. Very, yeah, very Paul think, kind of... Think uh, Indiana yeah. Jones make him very, very British. Yeah. So, like, the girl from the Mummy movies. But anyway, so let's not talk about that. that but, so what was about this movie? It's basically, once again, it, he was invited to a uh, an opera from one of his previous students. Don't spoil it for the people who are interested. So it, did you like it because you're... Do you have to be a fan to like it? You know what? Probably. I would <laughs> definitely say that. You probably need to know. But you could still enjoy it if you do, like, the, uh, you know, kind of mystery anime kind of thing. You would still enjoy it. You don't need necessarily be a Professor Layton fan to enjoy it, but you need to be in the category. But I mean, the art itself is beautiful. It actually does have some artistic three-dimensional kind of ways in it. Okay. Which if you actually look at it, it's it's very beautiful. It has wonderful music. It takes place from the... Uh, oh, which one was that? I know there's one some kind of diabolical device or something, or... Oh, it's yeah. Mysterious Village, Diabolical Box. Yep. Is there some kind of time machine one? There is one with a time machine. Yeah. The Elmo Futures is it called. And there was the one on the DS, 3DS that I have not played yet. I think the Mystery Mask. Okay, so... Oh, yeah, the, mis- uh, the Mysterious <coughs> Mask there, which is the newest one for the 3DS, takes place after that, but that one is actually the very first one in the timeline. Episode 1 style. We're going back to the beginning! Kind of, yeah, actually. When you think about it. I just referenced episode 1, and I need to cut myself now. Well, <laughs> well did you make your list? No. Spoiler. Episode 1 did not make my list. If we were talking about the worst movies I've ever seen... Oh, come now. Let's... Well, that'll be another video. That'll be another video. One day in the future. But the great thing about this is it actually even has puzzles in it. Puzzles (laughs) you can actually solve along with it. I don't understand. I think that that might be making... That's a puzzle. Explain. Well, they actually announced, like... I'll I'll use a... I'll use a... What's it? A hint coin? I'll use a hint coin. Explain this to me better. (laughs) Yeah, I wasn't really listening there. Enjoyed. I wasn't paying attention. Keep going. Yeah. Like, actually, when they get on to uh, the boat here, which is, you know, they go out to sea there, essentially it starts getting into uh, this, the um, mysterious man that started all this. You know, it gives them questions because you, you have to figure out who the brightest person is for this plan of his. 
So basically what he does is he starts asking questions. Like the first one there is, they're all in the opera house and he's like, what is the oldest thing you can see? And you have a time period. So everyone's looking around and this place is just full of uh, like... Antiquities? Yeah. But everyone's looking <coughs> is at Is it things. the sun? Close. The moon? It's, it's the sky and the stars. Okay, it's night, Because, right? yeah. Okay. And because the uh, the place is open. Yeah. I, so they all... 30 pick traps. So they all, you know, if you were in a circle... <laughs> I'm lost. So you had to collaborate in the right spot. Okay. And the next one, uh, I don't know, but then another one, which was the biggest crown. Okay. What is... But... But, yeah, they have, like, five puzzles on there, and each one you could actually solve yourself along with it. That is that is absolutely professional. It is. That's what made it great. And it was fun... Everything was great about it. So how do you rate such a monstro- uh, m- movie? <laughs> I don't know, Dixon. I, I, I haven't seen this. I assume you haven't. No. But it sounds like it might be worth watching. It's one day. Not, uh, not I could, yeah. I do but, like the art style. Yes. Yeah. But how would you rate it? How, how do you rate... I don't know. Some people may say less than me, probably, but I gave it an 8. Ooh, it, it cracked the 8. Yeah. I think Dixon's upset by that. No, no, no. Like, <laughs> hey, I wouldn't have gone there. Okay. Like I said, it's not for everyone, but I think everyone could enjoy it okay. in some way or another. It's got, I'm sure, like, I know the voice acting, I'm sure, is spot on, because, I, I mean, I, I, I've seen snippets of gameplay. I know the, the voice acting is good. I know the art style is yeah. good. So I can only see fully produced movie of it being, ver- like, being good. Like, I only see yeah. that. I can only help it. Good. It we almost like seems like movies. it could be a, uh, a game that couldn't put enough puzzles in, so they made it a movie. They did a story, <laughs> but it's like, there's not enough puzzles in this story. Aren't there more Professor Layton movies? Aren't there, like, two? Um, I only know of the one. There might be a second one. Okay. Which, if there is, I gotta find it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, now. Well, yeah. Now, now you have me all like. Now we've got all confused because, like, seriously, I was like, okay, comedy, 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 uh, adventure movie. I get on to it, but you'll probably find it interesting. What my number one is. Okay. Okay. Go. Let's let's hear. Let's it. hear it. My number I'm one. Bum, 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 bum. The Blues Brothers. That actually doesn't surprise me. No, that's a great movie, and that. Judging from the time period of the movies that you're drawing from, for the most part, that makes the most sense. It does. Yeah. Like honestly, they're very late '80s, '90s stuff. And that one odd one that just sits in number two. Professor yeah. William. Well, <laughs> that, that, happens. that happens. It's only odd because it's from a different time era. Yeah. yeah. It's like the, the Blues Brothers. One. Okay, so explain Blues Brothers. The Blues Brothers. For, for like the one guy yeah. that was living under a sandbar. No, we're not gonna. I'm not gonna do the joke. Yeah. I'm not gonna do it. The Blues Brothers. Yep. Basically, the story is very simple. It's about these two well, we guys. We know the story. Let, let's, yeah. let's assume everyone knows the story. I hate to jump. I'm not saying everyone knows the story. It's great. It's, it's why do you like this movie? Why do As I like I it? As if I need to ask. I'm sure I know, but... The comedy is just great. It's a musical. Honestly, I do like comical musicals. It is the musical for guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the music is wonderful. And of course, it has like one of the best manliest things ever. Car crashes. Yes. Car crashes everywhere. Yeah. It is the second most amount of like cars used and destroyed in a movie, only surpassed by its prequel, Blues Brothers 2000. Really? Never, yes. Never actually seen that movie. From John Goodman. Hmm. Yep. You know, did he step them on him or something? Or what was he doing to all these cars? <laughs> eating them? <laughs> yeah, baby. But, uh, I mean, they bought like, what was it, 40 cop cars from the local uh, cop place for four Oh my, you're pop. right. Yeah, because they did crash a buttload of cop cars yeah plus they also bought several other like they bought 60 other ones from a cop auction they had an auto body shop running 24 7 constantly repairing these things they hired a guy 
It took him eight months at the, near the end of the movie. The car completely falls apart. Yeah. It took a guy eight months to set it up so they could actually drive it up. You know, get out and set it up so it just all falls apart. You gotta know the the, the like technical coordinators of this movie were having a sh- we're having a fit. It's like Ro- who brings Roger Rabbit? Just the technical the technical things you have to expect in this movie. Somebody's brain, the producer. I guarantee this was like the producer or something. His brain exploded. Because how do you ask these things of these? The, the director gets to sit there and watch and direct all the fun and point at yeah. stuff. He's not the guy that has to figure out how the hell it all works. The producer is just like, well, that's so. What's taking so much money? Well, we had to buy like 400 cars. It actually went $10 million over budget. I believe that. <laughs> Back then, that's a lot of money. That oh, was yeah. a lot of money considering... Well, I looked it up there. It said the budget was $30 million. I don't know if that was the final budget with the $10 million extra. It's still a lot. That's or, f- yeah. For a movie back in, what was it, 80... I want to say 88, 87. I think it was 88. For, but a movie for the 80s, $30 million, that's a wicked high budget. Oh, I know. Especially for... Like, when I think about this, I, I never even thought about that, really. Like, yeah, there's all the cars are wrecked, like... Yeah, or even just at the end scene. Just remember, yeah. all the cop cars flooding Ooh, down the street. John Candy. Oh, John yeah. Candy. So, yeah, and there's just so many famous names in there, too. There's even, like, Pee Wee Herman's in there. He's one of the... This uh, is before uh, the... Uh, incident. Yes. <laughs> the theater it's... incident and everyone's favorite PSA. You've obviously it's enjoyed fantastic. it a lot, because I mean, oh. you, you did this research into it. Yeah, this is, like, one of the only ones I... <laughs> deeply went into research for but you, but i mean is it's great would you say it's a, it's a classic oh it's definitely a classic it's 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 a cult classic i, I it really truly is i, I okay well, that's cool so what's the number on it as, as, as shallow as it is to put a number on such a thing yeah how honestly blues brothers i remember if you had a little rating like jim belushi will kill you he'll come back <laughs> to like and will kill you turn you into a blues brother zombie which isn't as cool as you think. Jim Belushi and Dan Aykroyd, oh, they'd be proud. I gave them a 9. This right. is probably one of the highest ratings I'd ever give. Because it's hard to give a movie a 10. It's very yeah. difficult. It has to be absolutely perfect. And I kind of wanted to. I was like, eh, 10? I was like... It's hard to justify. But you can't. I just can't. Because it has to be a perfect movie that I'd have to say everyone could enjoy no matter what. That's, be that's... you 90, be you 5, be you stoner, be you metalhead, be you librarian. Everyone yeah, has to is, be able to enjoy I mean, it's it. quite the criteria, but yeah, like that for a 10, it's got to be perfect. It's got to appeal to everybody, and that's... I mean, it's, it's impossible, really. It's probably impossible, but... Prometheus did it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Get out. <laughs> okay. Okay. But yeah, that's... That's my top five. And that's the top five for Ben. Actually, more, way more comedies than I expected. Well, that's good, because this is going to round up my draft affair. <laughs> I think mine's probably going to be the most boring now that I think about it. Okay, well... Well, let's see. All right. It's your turn next. Now we move on to my list. Just thinking about his list now, mine's a drastically different list. <laughs> and, okay, the one is number one. <laughs> I'm saving that one for last, but the rest okay. of them just kind of go in their own order. Fair enough. It's kind of wherever they land, okay. Yeah. So so the first one that came to mind when I thought about my top five movies, I had to start with Seven. 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 Morgan Freeman, Brad Pitt. Uh, Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. I forgot his name for a second. Yeah. It's I, I don't know what it is about this movie that I enjoy so much. I kind of grew up in the 90s when I first really got into watching movies because I was a loser. Um <laughs> Something about these detective stories, like these thriller movies, were were 
there's just something about them that really appealed to me. Probably because I was too young to be watching them at the time, but no yeah. one seemed to care. Again, I couldn't I couldn't watch Beavis and Butthead, but I could watch Seven. <laughs> yeah, and that's yeah. that's pretty wild. That that's messed up when you start thinking about it. But then again, I did a lot of stuff. I watched a lot of movies without my mother's permission. So if she had known, she might have been more upset. No, oh, probably. Just to kind of as a nutshell, it's acted well. It's paced well. The it's moody. It's creepy. Cinematography. They Cinematography really like if you read up into the sets, they put all kinds of crazy things in the background. They don't. They do a lot of weird stuff for the movie. Brad Pitt, yeah. Morgan Freeman play really well off each other. The old cop, young cop dichotomy. Like it's it's. It's basically a buddy cop movie that's... Ter- it's, it's the other side of the buddy comedy. Buddy cop comedy. It's more of a buddy thriller. It's it's the other half of that comedy. I, I see what you mean. No, they both play out... It's an ensemble cast of it's two. very much. With, with the villain. It's the best of those 90s thriller movies. What, what keeps about. it yeah. down from being, like, my personal favorite movie, it, it, just to kind of throw that out there, Kevin Spacey's not in it enough. Now, get me wrong, when he shows up in the movie, his shit's impactful. You feel it. But I feel like... I've always thought that there's like some deleted scene somewhere of his character being more involved in the movie, but there's never been a version that includes that kind of thing. So that's an interesting one because like I've seen seven. Have you seen seven, Ben? I've seen seven, but once again, being it was a I, while ago. Yeah, it's been a it, while. It, it's the box. Maybe though. I'm just maybe I was too too old. And maybe <laughs> well, by the time I saw it, I was too jaded. Maybe. And I didn't understand what was the big deal. Like I like I knew who the, everyone was in the movie. I knew who the actors were. I didn't. I just, it just felt like okay. There's a lot of big names in this movie. None of them are being particularly good. I didn't think Kevin Spacey was that great. I've seen this kind of character before, and I didn't get the whole like the Seven Daily Sin thing. I just was. Just, it didn't blow me away. I was definitely disturbed. Like I found it disturbing. Which I think and it's, I found it dark for sure. I yeah. just I wouldn't put that on your list. On my list. I understand what you mean by the best of the thrillers because it can be a trashy genre. It can be. Like, yeah. even if some of the stuff that's in that genre is so like... Ugh. But I, I, you, you would think something like Silence of the Lambs to be perfect, would, would be, like, the best of that genre. To be perfectly honest, if I had number six, Silence of the Lambs would have been my number six. Nope. It, I had to weigh those two because I was like, well, if I'm limiting myself to five, I I gotta pick which one do I like more, <laughs> and... And did you feel that picking uh, Silence of the Lambs would be a little too, uh... A little too hoity-toity, a little too... Uh, you, had to be, you had to be on the edge by picking seven? You, you say that, but you'll see one of my later choices... Oh, I see my list. Yeah. Whole avant-garde. Oh, completely. I can just imagine. Class. I, it was a very close way. I like seven just a little bit more. It's a hair. So classy, you could tattoo it on your ass. <laughs> so what number did you give it? Did you give it seven? I hope so. Actually, I did. I did give the movie seven out of ten. Yes! Gave seven a seven. I gave oh, seven a seven out of ten. We have a winner. <laughs> it's it's it just it just works with it. It's 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 like I said, the best thriller movie that I've I've ever seen. I've still not had a chance seen anything better. So moving on to my number four, it's Clerks. 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 Yes, I've seen that. Now I didn't see Clerks when it first came out. I was just. Well, only any of us did. No, I think we're all vastly too young for that. Yeah. I think. When did they even come out? Because I was like probably ninety one. I think. Yeah. No, I was like, I was if it was 91, then I was like two. <laughs> I was watching Power Rangers. The first movie I ever saw in theaters was Lion King. But okay, so... Mm-hmm. so the reason Clerks. that Clerks sticks out for me is it's a funny movie. Yeah. It's... I don't know, there's something about the movie that really clicks for me for just it just being really enjoyable and really funny. A lot of the film, though, for me, the reason why it hit my list is because when I first saw that movie, I was a clerk. 
I know you guys don't know. I, I say you guys haven't experienced this because you've never worked that job. Nope. But you, oh, thank God, no. Oh, thank those God. guys are way harder than I do. <laughs> exactly, but when you work that kind of job and you deal with the with with people, and I hate to say this about people, but when you're working the counter and anybody who's worked a retail job will tell you this, people are are jerks. People are horrible. People are crazy or they're stupid. I can't figure out which sometimes, and sometimes it's a mix of all three. I still deal with that to this day in my current job, but it's a little easier because I have the distance of a phone call. Like I, I am electronically separated from these people. I don't have to be up in their face and deal with their inane, their inane bullshit. Worst so case what, scenario, oops, I disconnected. So you, <laughs> the computer would you up. say, see, why not dogma over clerks? Clerks just... just oh, yes, you already said clerks. Clerks, yeah, I saw it at him. a time that it spoke to me. And you can't I, ever get rid of that. Cause that's so, like that's the objectiveness, yeah. right? You can't... You just you can't separate that. You yeah. really can't. It's like all my movies have to do with trains. It's just like... <laughs> I, I, I've been Dante... I've been that guy. I'm not supposed to be here today. I've been that guy, so I'm going to improve my life, and I only sort of did several years later after I got fired from that job. <laughs> now it's, I kept telling you to quit, find another job, quit, find another job. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of looking. Pretty much, pretty much. It's just, it, it sounds so cheesy when I say it out loud, but I think everyone's seen that film that just, it's a classic to you, even if no one else agrees. Fair enough. enough. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So what was the... The rating. The rating on Clerks, but to give Clerks a rating, it actually is lower than 7. It's a 6 out of 10. Fair enough. Because, don't get me wrong, I love Clerks, but if I'm being absolutely objective, I think Seven's the better movie. Just because they had more money to spend on cinematography, and Kevin mm. Smith has horrible cinematography, he will tell you that himself. That's, it's not the kind of movie he makes. They're absolutely different movies with completely different directors. Oh, yeah. One's professional, and the other's Kevin Smith. <laughs> yeah. I love his okay. work. He writes good, but that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, so to move on to my number three. This is where I get artsy, and by mm. artsy I mean I get pretentious, and by pretentious I mean a black and white film. Mmm, fancy. What do we have here? Black and white film. I bet none of your movies are black and white. As he looks at his list. Actually, I guess Clerks was technically black and white too. Yeah, you jackass. <laughs> so I got two black and white movies. Well. That doesn't mean it's artsy. His cl- we're saying no. clerks and artsy? No. And then not artsy? <laughs> so my number three, Tale has been told a few different times. There's a few different variations of this movie, and I dig all of them. Dixon owns one, and I'm still mad at him about this movie for owning it. I think that I actually own two versions of this movie. I've seen, like I said, I've seen all th- the three versions I know of, I've seen. I've seen the Spaghetti Western version, I've seen the one with Bruce Willis, and I've seen the original. I do own the original. I spent far too much money on it, but ah, regardless, I know what it is. something about this movie just really stuck with me. I think it's just because I enjoy a good samurai movie. So my number three was Yojimbo. Last Samurai. Uh, I really dug Last Samurai too, but I if I'm picking like if I'm going if I'm picking a list of top five, Yojimbo. I remember I, that you paid like seventy five bucks. I paid more than that, dude. Was it in the dark age of DVDs? I paid. Where it's it was like, like eighty five ninety nine, and then taxes. Where if you wanted separate. like a box right. of DVD animes, this is like it's one hundred and seventy bucks. To be fair, my version discs. is like it's like a restored version with like English and Japanese and a bunch of behind the scenes stuff. I don't know if I got my money's worth out of it, but it was that much. I don't know. I paid to that. put a caps note on this story, not I think it was like three weeks after I bought it. Dixon here finds it in another movie on Blu-ray in a combo pack. Like two samurai with Jimbo and something else. Seven samurai. Seven That's samurai. what I thought you were thinking about for a second. And he got the two of them together for ten bucks. 
I spent eighty dollars, eighty plus dollars for this movie, and I don't regret paying it, but it pisses me off. And then there's a story with the uh, the Bruce Willis version. The Bruce Willis version of the movie. If you're not aware of it, um, it's Last Man Standing. It's essentially the same tale, but the Depression era. In the like, like the uh, bootlegging the 30s. bootlegging thirties, basically. And while it is more modern, it's got Christopher Walken as the villain, which automatically right there puts it right up there. Uh, it actually makes it, I think, a little better than the Spaghetti Western version, the Clint Eastwood one, just because Christopher Walken. Yeah, that's not fair. I mean, that's... But okay. If, if you've not seen the film, uh, for the, the few people who haven't, or any version of it, a samurai comes into town, there's two gangs fighting over control of this small town. He's not. He, he essentially plays both sides to make money and get rid of the gang, so everyone's happy. That's pretty much the crux of the story. Oh. And, at least in my version, there's more swords. But Bruce Willis' movie's version has more guns. And yeah. Bruce Willis. And Christopher Walken. And Christopher Walken. And I, t- yeah. and I took the version. The version that I talked about, I saw it, I, I used to work at a Blockbuster, I rented it once while working there, and then that Blockbuster went out of business after I quit, like, I think it was a year after. So I was like, oh, it's on, because they're, they're liquidating their assets, they're basically selling everything, I was like, oh, I'm going to go buy this movie. I go there, it's gone. They only have one copy, and I couldn't find it again. I was like, oh, that pisses me off. Like, a couple days later, I go to I come over to Dixon's, where we're gloriously recording, and he's got this stack of movies. And I'm leaping through it. I just about threw the movie at him when he pulled it out of his pa- the pile. It's just like, look what I bought. I was like, I'm so mad at you right now. <laughs> I only bought it because I knew you wanted it. <laughs> you, you've never offered to, like, sell it to me for a market price. You just, you let it sit there. Because no. you know it teases me every time I go by. Because you can get your own version. I'm sure I can find one. I've honestly not tried looking enough. I'm sure you appreciate it much you more than I do. $800 version. You're, you're happy for that for now. <laughs> so, okay. So what do you give your Jimbo? Uh, this one, is, is it was tougher to rate. And what is it about you you like so much, maybe? Yeah. I just think the story is expertly told. I like I like the back and forth economy of it, because if, if you've seen the film, you spend a great time of the movie wondering, like, what says he's definitely going to pick? Is he going to pick any side, or is he just going to burn the village down and walk away? There's kind of this badass I want to call it a badass rogue mentality to it like you could see any like you could see um, Riddick. Hans Riddick doing it Han Solo doing it like some of those big famous uh, they're bad guys with a heart of gold play this angle and it, it, considering what the average samurai movie is where the average samurai the hero you follow is he's a loyal knight or something along those lines or, or it's like last samurai he's essentially a fallen soldier that finds honor in a new style that was the point of The Last Samurai, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I think that's what it was. Um, Tom Cruise was being crazy with a sword. But Yojimbo, he, he's basically just the baddest with a sword. And I don't know, something about that uh, Something about that story just really clicked with me. And I think it's, it's, it's a really well-told tale. Uh-huh. And considering it's a black-and-white film, it's actually really watchable. Which is strange, because I don't particularly like black-and-white films all that much. Clerks notwithstanding, but... That's um, a little different. That is a little different. Uh, the reason that it's the reason I would say it, it's it's hard to watch is because obviously it's a black and white film they're using older cheaper techniques because well that's what it was back in the day don't like the wire foo with the uh... actually to be fair the film is <laughs> very low key foo. yeah it's not wire fooey yeah. it's just that the older style of movies the shots they stay longer on things it's less cuts longer takes longer takes yeah. it it makes for a less dynamic film watching experience if we're yeah. you know, technically or I guess not even technical like me just pretending to be technical but that, that's <laughs> no, how all the movies very, are shot that is the average yeah, it was shot is make. a lot longer yeah so I had is much more work for the actor too 
yeah. And editing, like. Yeah, it, it, it's more work. That's just how it was done back in the day. Yeah. And it's just it's. I know I don't know anything terribly about the cast. I just think the story's really well written, and I just enjoyed watching it. And it, the reason, see, the problem is with me when I rate it, when I give it the rating, it's seven out of ten. I love my sevens apparently. Yeah. To me, that's a really because they're number. lucky. Uh, <laughs> kill yourself. I can ruin anything. You did, but if like I said, I can ruin everything. The reason Yojimbo doesn't get it... I wanted to give it an 8 initially. This kind of a story. I did want to give it an 8 because I do like it that much. Something about this... See, for me, these films are more about this. It just feels like a better experience to me. It doesn't necessarily make me laugh or something like that. It's a movie that I can clearly remember long after because it resonated. I felt it. It's like a good story. You always remember the good stories. But with Yojimbo, I had to give it a lower rating, the 7, because... When I think about ratings, I think about recommending it to other people. And with Yojimbo in particular, again, it's an old movie. So the age. The age is there. The color thing bugs some people. Subtitles. Subtitles, again, because I don't think it was ever actually done in English. It probably was dubbed. It's probably horrible. Probably. Oh, it'd probably be awful. Suffering from the old Japanese dubbing thing there. And then there's, of course, the talked the... for five minutes and... They never... They always sort of fix that nowadays. To me, it's the samurai tale. It's the one I think of when I think of a great samurai story. Enough. Only rivaled maybe by Seven Samurai, and maybe that new one with Keanu Reeves that we haven't seen yet. Forty Seven Ronin. Well, they're all the the three classic samurai tales. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. So they've all been adapted in various forms. Although Forty Seven Ronin, actually, I can't think of. Probably the only movie yeah. I can think of that references the Forty Seven Ronin is actually. Uh, Moving on yeah. to my number two. This might this might be blasphemy to you guys, but my number two is an action movie. Oh, it's okay. Action movies can be good. Yeah. Die Hard 2. Die Harder. <laughs> that's not what it's called. That's the that's subtitle. I'm sorry. Really? That's where I came from? Yeah. That, I that, thought that was just made up. <laughs> I, no, I, that, that may not be the movie's actual okay. title, but that was okay. the poster for so, it. Oh, God. Explain your fascination with John McClane. <laughs> well, John McClane... And Sipowitz. First off, John McClane is the, is the police version of Indiana Jones. As I mentioned earlier, you can pull him out of any store you want and drop him somewhere else. It just kind of works. Yeah. He's the he's, he's an old serial type of character, and it just it works with him. I don't think that's done on purpose. I just think that's something it is. Bruce Willis can be in any movie. Bruce Willis could be in just about any movie. <laughs> he tries really hard. Oh yeah, yeah. Remember when he was in the Rugrats movie as the dog? Yeah, that was that was weird. <laughs> so Die Hard two, what I like about it is okay. The reason it ranks higher for me is I saw it before I saw the first one. I'm not sure how okay. that happened, but I saw two before one. No, that. that... It's, a, it's kind of less intense than the first one, actually. But I think the action... Yeah, it's less intense because it's less of a... Uh, you're tr- it's less of the raid or Judge Dredd scenario where you're locked in a tower with these guys and you've got no guns or, in John McClane's case, no shoes, which sucks very quickly <laughs> for him. Yeah. yeah. That makes a big deal about having shoes. But just something about Die Hard 2, it's a packed elevator. It's a packed airport. It's Christmas. There's military dudes. There's... More action, bigger explosions. I just dick ass cop, dick ass yeah. cops. Um, who was the guy from NYPD Blue? Like years Sipowitz? later, Sipowitz. Sipowitz. Yeah, <laughs> I'd actually never seen NYPD, but I recognize that. Yeah. Some so there's some part of my brain that's just like you've got all these artsy movies. For some reason, I can't get Die Hard two out of my head. <laughs> and when I think about my favorite movies, oh, you rated it two. Oh my god. No, no, no. I'm just surprised you took two over one. I like or three. Or Come three. on, man. Three. Okay, three. Make it kung fu in the beginning of the movie. That's that's two. 
No, that's three. That's two as that one. No, no. Dude. Because <laughs> it's it's Jeremy Irons. That's not... I think they... No, Jeremy Irons, because he's the brother of the guy from the first... He's the brother of Alan Rickman. That's the beginning of the third um, one with Samuel Jackson. It is the beginning of the one with Samuel Jackson, but I'm certain there's naked kung fu in the second one with the military dude whose name I can't remember. I think there is in some of two, but he is talking about three. I think they might do it in both because Naked yeah. Kung Fu is just apparently that's a big hit. Yeah. Apparently, when you're a military dude or you're like military trained, you got to do Kung Fu naked in your hotel room before you go do a terrorist or a th- thing. Of course, that's how you like get jacked up. Yeah, that's how you get jacked up, man. Some guys listen to you know show tunes. Some guys do Naked Kung Fu. Whatever. Exactly. That was a cheap pop. <laughs> you know what I was doing there? Nah. Yeah, I saw it. But just know, when I think of action movies, it's got everything you need, and it's a Christmas story. I mean, come on. If Die Hard 1 counts as a Christmas story, Die Hard 2 counts as a Christmas story. How do you rate Die, Die Hard 2? Die Harder. Die Hard 2, Die Harder. Die Hardest. For having the best title of any movie, the best number two, it beats Electric Boogaloo in every stretch <laughs> of the word. For being a great Die Hard movie, for being a great action movie, for having the explosions, the gunfights, everything I want in an action movie... I give it an 8 out of 10. Really? I just... It, okay, huh. this... Remember how I said I wanted to keep the rating as, as as unbiased as possible? I couldn't do it with Die Hard. I noticed. I couldn't really do it with any of them, yeah, to be honest. I mean, I like the Die Hard movies, but I don't... Yeah. I couldn't rate it I don't it know, Davey. I don't... There's just... I'm sorry. There's just something yeah. about that one. That I won't I, argue. It's, it's not... It's... It is a fun movie, but... It's loads of fun. That's why I love it so much. We're just giving each other weird looks right now. I don't yeah, know about just, this Tyler guy. Yeah, I, he's going crazy. I, th- I think we got to take him to the insane. Wait till, we get, here. wait till we get to Milo's. It's just gonna be. It'll be as boring or as crazy. I'm certain as you think. I know what one Boom. of your movies is. Yeah, you probably do. I suspect I do. And you, if you rate it even close to what I rated Die Hard Two, you can give me no shit for it. <laughs> yeah, we'll see about that. So that's number. That's number two. Eight out of ten. Die Hard Two. Okay, so my number one is Aliens. Aliens. You know what? I don't know. That doesn't surprise me. No. Like, you really like Aliens. I really... Tell them how much you like Aliens. When I was uh, younger... Aliens or Alien, though? This is this... Aliens, the second okay, one. Okay, so this is the second one. Okay, yeah. yeah. That's so we're being very specific. That was I, a really I, good one. I, I, seem to be, I seem to pick sequels over originals. Now, this one was another close one for me, and I'll explain why. I love all the Alien movies. Even the two I don't particularly like, Alien 3 and Resurrection, I have zero problem owning. I love sci-fi movies, as you clearly see by what we do. Mm-hmm. Sci-fi is just kind of a byproduct of, of it, and I was hoping for more sci-fi on your list, but, you know. But when it comes to a, uh, from Aliens in particular, I like that the series has been so open to different directors. Usually sci-fi series in particular, you have to keep with one director, because otherwise things go all over the place. Aliens doesn't really... The Alien series does not do that. The sequel is such a vastly different movie from the first <coughs> one. Because, again, it's a completely different director. James Cameron came in. He did his version of that story. He didn't try to be that movie. Because I don't know that James Cameron could do that movie. And thank God he, he never he tried. He didn't. So, so thank no. God he never tried. But it's, it's... It's a great sci-fi movie. It's a great action movie. It's got great funny characters. I dig yeah. Hicks. I think everyone digs Hicks a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it has... Definitely has the more memorable cast than Alien. Because Alien is like Ripley on that cat. Ripley the cat and the android. Yeah, Yeah, but it's not the same android. Like Bishop in 2 is far more interesting than uh, the priest from Fifth Element. 
Yeah, I was gonna say that's that guy preaching this element. The bad guy from the Golden Compass, maybe. And that, that's what made that movie. He that's... wasn't Golden Compass as a bad guy. Was he? he was I in the background. He's, background not he's, bad not, guy. he's not the lady. Ah. For me, Aliens was like they came in, they made their own movie. You don't need to see the first one, which is almost my criteria for these kind of movies. Like if you can enjoy the movie without seeing the original, or even just having the tertiary explanation they give you. See, my thing with with Aliens, I understand what you're saying. James Cameron's problem in almost all his films is his middle act usually drags. And I find the middle act of of Aliens really drags. There is a dragging section in Aliens. I can't deny that. And I don't know what you mean by funny characters. I I, I guess some of the stuff between the Marines. but The Marines have got great banter. They all feel like real characters, despite the fact... That they're all pretty much written there to be dispendable, expendable characters. They're yeah. basically guns with a uh, mouth pieces. Pretty much, and when they start dying, any sci-fi, anybody who knows sci-fi should not be surprised that basically all the marines die. No, because that's what they're there Apparently to do. Apparently, they're like the least prepared people ever, despite the fact that they're marines. Apparently, that doesn't mean anything in the future. Well, no one took <laughs> no one took what what, what uh, Ripley said seriously. No one ever does. <laughs> the aliens will kill you. Exactly. And then Big deal. Just, yeah. Uh, no one listens to her because they don't believe. Okay. Apparently, when humanity started like uh, spreading Seeding across the galaxy, the galaxy, they never once found aliens. Because when she mentions aliens, everyone ignores her because they're like, "Ah, you're just that crazy chick who thinks she saw an alien, but you blew up our several billion dollar." But I, I think, I think the ca- like, comparing it to aliens, the cast is more memorable. They're kind of archetypy, Vasquez. Yeah, but no, absolutely Vasquez. But I understand, yeah. yeah. When I think of archetypes, these are the archetypes I compare them to. Like, is this archetype as good as what I consider the original archetype? Which, again, Vasquez. When I see the tough chick, is she as cool as Vasquez? Is she as cool as Ripley? When I think of the funny Marine, I compare them to Hudson. You're saying Ron Perlman isn't as funny as Hudson? Almost. <laughs> a little different character. Totally different character. And I, I, He's not a Marine. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. It's against my religion <clears throat> to compare uh, Hudson with Ron Perlman. <laughs> yeah. I just can't do Because I understand why you'd pick Aliens over over 3. Yeah. And over 4, like over Resurrection. I can understand. But you would have expected my choice to be Alien. Maybe. Maybe. Like, I'm not saying 2 is any worse or any better, really. Like, I'm just... To be perfectly honest, um, if I hadn't limited myself to one movie per franchise, this would have been Die Hard and Aliens, the list. <laughs> oh, that's all it would have been. <laughs> Fair <would've>, enough. <laughs> it would have been 3 Alien movies, 2 Die Hard movies, okay. done. It's the film to me. Like, when I think of my favorite movie... It's the one that jumps to mind every time. So so if they do like Soylent Green to you and you're going to die and they put you on the little bed and you get to pick a color and some music and something to put up on the screen, you'd pick Aliens. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> as, gonna... they, as they put, as they anesthetize you and turn you into food. Yeah, I mean. I think if it's the way I'm going to do it, that's the way I'm going to do it. But that that's it. Spoilers. Aliens. I just ruined Soylent Green like anyone even knows. Yeah. You've heard the tagline, people. Soylent Green is people. That's the movie. That's the movie. Yeah. I gave it a 9 out of 10. For the simple notion that the perfect movie, I've not seen yet. Aliens is great, but as Dixon pointed out, and I do agree with him, the third act kind of drags. Yeah. In Alien, Alien doesn't have that problem, that second act, not the third act, the second act. Uh, the second act doesn't drag because the whole movie's paced like that. There's not really Yeah, no, no, there's no breaks. Yeah. There's not really a break. Aliens has that problem where the second act becomes a little... It's James Cameron playing out of style. It does kind of drag a little bit. But that's basically my one complaint. And even that, I'm just like, eh. It's not as bad as, like, Avatar. Oh, shit. Where it's like like that whole middle bit is just like... 
Don't need Jeez. to imagine that. When do we firebomb this damn forest? <laughs> Pop a dragon. But yes, that's my list. It was boring. I'm sorry. It's uh, not a bad list. Except for the Die Hard 2. How can you say it's mm. a bad It's their list. Yeah, fair again, enough. Everyone has their own list. Mm. It's all opinion. Yeah. And if you agree or disagree, I'm great. Cool if you agree with me. If you don't, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Dixon, take over okay. your list. Well, now you made me feel all self-conscious. But uh, actually, I saw a lot of kind of... There's some parallels between Ben's list and mine for certain things. Like, not, not, oh. like, not in the movies themselves being the same. That's not it. But there were certain things that I could see parallels to. Interesting. Okay. So I have an animated one here, and it's kind of like talking about Beavis and Butthead. Oh. It's like a long episode. Yeah. This is this doesn't fall into that, but it was a TV show. It was a, a TV show, and that's going to be 1986's Transformers. Okay. Yeah. Based off the G, the Generation One Transformers toy line series, what have you, from 1984. Yeah. This was an actual animated theatrical release. No, I know it was, which begs the question: Did you? You, okay, you were clearly too young to see it in theaters, so I'm not even going to ask mm-hmm. that. You'd be when negative you, one years old? I know. Or I'd be, what, negative four years old, wouldn't he, it? He'd be anti-aged. Yeah. <laughs> His parents saw it. What, um, yeah. They might have. Uh, so I have to ask the question then. Did you cry when Optimus died? Spoilers! Shut up! <laughs> it's nearly <laughs> a 30-year-old movie. You know what? No, because I mean, I'd seen the cartoon, and I'd seen the movie, and maybe I wasn't aware what what order they were in. Mm-hmm. And I know I'd seen the episode where he comes back. Wow. Okay. With the hate plague. He comes back to stop the hate plague. The Quintessons bring him back. But no, I didn't cry. But it is it is touching. Like, looking back now, like it is impactful. Like get that shiver up your spine there. And it's not just be, like I mean I'm a, I'm a I'm a big Transformers fan. Like like I I wasn't around when it was like on TV. Like it was just reruns. Well, you but got I to rent, watch I rented Wars. it all the time. I was a big Beast Wars fan. Yeah. Like <laughs> And for me, it's it's the genre. It is a space opera. Yeah, it's it's a More kind nice. of sci-fi. It's not. It's like the it's almost the opposite of what Aliens is. Where Aliens is almost real. It's not actually the opposite. Would be like two thousand one, where it's hard science fiction. You think for a movie like this, like oh, you'd have to be a fan of the series. You know, I don't think so. I think if you go in, if you like science fiction or animation, it, it, it is. animation. I don't think. So it like, doesn't it was suffer a, like the TV show there. No, the TV show hasn't aged well. This movie has. It, it has a lot of your favorite characters. A lot of them do get killed off. But the characters you get aren't that bad. If this exists in this movie. Don't watch maybe the later series. But you don't really like Hot Rod or Rodimus. But... And this is where Robert Stack comes in. Robert Stack was the voice of Ultra Magnus. He was, wasn't he? Yep. But I can't believe like, I, I didn't kick him. That's I like, like the voice actors. Like, I mean, you have Leonard Nimoy's in there. This is the original voice comedy. actors. Orson Welles as Unicron is terrifying. Like the music's good. Like I love the soundtrack. Well, like you have like you Stan Bush. You have Weird Al Yankovic. Well, <laughs> no, I, I can I can sit back and watch this movie anytime. Which I think is an important thing about your. It's a great movie. adventure yeah. movie, and I'll watch it over any of the other Transformers movies, any of the new Michael Bay ones. I think this one is just it's the superior product. I grew up loving it. I love it to this day. I really need to go back it's and a, watch that. Great film. Like, the action scenes are even really good. Especially, yeah. like, Megatron versus Optimus. Like, it's just amazing. I love how they give it to you within the first, what, 20 minutes? Yeah. You think in that movie you'd have to wait for, like, an hour. Because that's the fight we all well, want to no, see. Well, no, that was... The, so that, that's how they like, kill them off and sell the new toys. Like, I, under, I understand yeah. the move. <laughs> well, no, I, I get that. But this when you go into that movie, that's what you think, like, normally. 
It's just like, oh, we're going to give it to you in the 20 minutes. Oh, we killed your favorite character. But uh, as, as far as, like, a rating goes for this movie, you know what? I give it a six. Really? It's, no, it's better than average. And I think if you're a fan of space opera, uh, of animation, you'll enjoy it. But I don't think it's, it's not for everybody. I think you got to be a fan of Transformers to some degree. I get a six. I'm going to be fair with it. Like, yeah. no. it's very 80s. For oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Number four. This one actually is a little spur of the moment. Because, Ben, you made me think of this one. And I don't know why I didn't think oh. of it before. The one I had, I'll say what I had on the list before. Like, minutes before. I had Terminator 2. Ooh. Yeah. And you're going to be mad at me for what I knocked it off the list for. Uh-oh. <laughs> what did you switch? So you talked about Beavis and Butthead. Once yeah. again, Beavis and Butthead. And you talk about the trip in Las Vegas. Yeah. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas with Johnny Depp. Oh, Fear and Loathing. I have not watched that. Okay, so quick rundown. It's the 60s? I think it's supposed to be set in the 60s or something. Like, like, anyway, and he's a reporter. He's a gonzo journalist. Oh. Isn't he supposed to be just a representation of Hunter S. Thompson? Yes. The writer of the book is Hunter S. Thompson, and this guy's basically him. Oh, yeah. And he's sent to Las Vegas to... For like it's like for a dune buggy race, but he doesn't care. He's trying to get the human experience. So basically, him and his lawyer friend go to Vegas and get high as th- shit. They have a bag of, of like a medical bag of every drug imaginable, <laughs> and they go to like all the crazy like they say it's circus circus. There's like a circus themed like casino, which is as crazy as you would think. He's got a line. It's like it's like the, if the, if the Third Reich had won, this is what the world would be like. <laughs> it's just messed up. Actually, the lawyer to me is he's forgettable because I don't remember his name. No, he he was in Sin City. He's he's uh, Iron Jack Rafferty. He's like the cop. The other, the bad cop. He's um, Benicio del Toro. That is Benicio. And he del is Toro. menacing. Like he is legitimately oh. scary. It's got the classic '70s soundtrack, you know, or '60s '70s soundtrack. Like nice. it's kind of the tail end of the drug era. That's kind of what the movie's about too. Yeah. And, I mean, people can talk about Captain Jack Sparrow. This was before Captain Jack Sparrow. This is Captain Jack Sparrow. He is that crazy. <laughs> Captain Jack Sparrow was him 20 years later recovering. It, it, is an inten- it actually is an intense movie. And it doesn't really have, like, it, it does have, like, a release at the end. It is kind of cathartic. But it's, I don't know, like, just something about it. It's so wild and crazy. Maybe if I ever go to Las Vegas, it will ruin any idea I have of it because I, and obviously, I'm not going to get that high, probably, or that. <laughs> I don't think it's you. physically possible for you. to No, get they're that like high. taking like stuff made from human, like adrenal gland. Like they're just they're going nuts. Like for a brutal rating, like I, I'm not mad for the record that you were. I was mad you replaced T2 because I figured a, a, that would be on your list. It was really close. Like if you had not but, mentioned Las Vegas, like in Boos about it, I it would have been on the list. T2. No, Sam Loathing has a has a special or has a different place in my heart. And that's fair. Like, T2's really good, but, like, this is different. For a rating for Fear and Loathing, it's definitely niche. I think it'd appeal to a lot of people because they'd be like, oh, man, Johnny Depp. And they watch this and be like, oh, Holy man, crap. Johnny Depp. I give it a six. It's, it's not for everybody. Oh, it's no, better no. than your standard movie. It's not even a stoner movie. Like, I don't know who it appeals to, really. It's a, it's a comedy, but it's a dark comedy. Oh, yeah. it's, it's maybe a seven, if you like that era. It, to me, it, it's like the big Wabowski, the drugs have been applied in full force. Dave yeah. Lebowski's got drugs in it. It's kind of a stonery movie. This is that. This if is you, not stoner. This is like this crackhead. Is, this is this is this beyond is stoner. Fiend. Exactly. This is this, this is, is not you're not this, like there's a little bit of marijuana. But they, they they don't even like they just take it they don't talk about the subjects of that shit really. He just yeah. kinda 
Everything goes to static for a couple of seconds. And then suddenly he's back <laughs> on acid. Yeah, they're taking like acid and adrenal and all kinds of crap. Cocaine. That's brutal. It is brutal. Great movie. Like I don't know when I saw it. Maybe it was on TV one day and I saw it. And I was just like, man, this is amazing. I'll watch it anytime. So that was your number four. Yeah. Well, they just they just keep getting better. I think it's a class all the way. I'm waiting. I know I know one of them. I'm curious if it made it all the way to your number one. I have a Japanese movie too. We all have a, a Japanese movie, kind of like Professor Layton, yeah. um, Yojimbo. Sure. Mine's kind of a mixture of both. It is oh. animated, but it's a samurai movie. And oh. I think Tyler's seen this one. This is sort of the Stranger. It's a movie, a standalone movie. There's no series connected to this. It, it's your wandering nameless samurai. Like his, he literally goes by, like no name. Or Nahashi, Nahashi, like no name. He has no name. Yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's a Ronin, and he, him and this boy and this dog. He's got a cute dog. Helps the movie too. Right. Cross paths, and they have they end up like helping each other out. What makes the movie kind of interesting is the villains. There's Chinese villains in this movie, well, and the Chinese and the Japanese. There well, are the Japanese, one German. Well, whoever he is, but anyway, <laughs> there's the Chinese and the Japanese, and they both hate each other, and the. This is why this the big thing for this is with the subtitles because if you watch it the the dub is not bad it, it's fine but you lose the difference in language mm-hmm. you can really hear it it's very noticeable because they can't understand each other yeah, yeah the Japanese actors speak Japanese and they never maybe bothered. it's a unique experience us knowing English not knowing those languages to be reading it because I don't know what it would be like if you were watching in Japan and you're Japanese I don't know what this yeah. movie would be like. They're probably very similar. It just you wouldn't be unless you knew Chinese. You might understand what they're saying then, I guess. Yeah, I'm not but, sure how uh, accurate their, what they're speaking is, but it's beautifully animated. Very muted colors, actually. It's not very bright. It's not crazy. No, the action scenes are really good. Like that's what makes this movie. So it's called Sword of the Stranger. I'm not going to spoil this, but by the end of the movie, you're wondering who they're talking about in the because there's two strangers oh. in this movie. Really, there's two characters that would classify as as, a as strangers, and you. You, you really know, gotta wonder which one, who they're really talking. Maybe it's talking about the same guy. Maybe really, it's, it's, it's not, not really like a big question in the movie, but it's just it is an interesting thing. Yeah, there's a, obviously a Westerner working with a Chinese, and he doesn't speak English. Obviously, mm-hmm. like no one does in this. Maybe he does. Who knows? Maybe but he can. But he, he speaks does. Chinese and a little bit of Japanese, and he is he legitimately terrifies people because he's like this tall guy. They, they call him an oni because he's white skinned, blue eyed. Yeah, and he he is a monster. He's big, intimidating, and mean. Fair enough. They don't ever go into where he comes from. Well, they don't ever really do that with the hero. The nameless character. Ronin, yeah, either. Like, I've always enjoyed, like, Japanese animated, like, films. Yes. Like, I grew up watching all the Hayao Miyazaki films, and it's surprising to me, I guess, that I didn't put any of those on the list. But this one just appealed to me more, maybe because there's no more action. It's less about the visuals and more about some of the action in the story. And for rating, I gave it... I gave it a 7. Way better than average... But it's not going to appeal to everybody. No, it's very niche. Kind of like, like my Yojimbo choice like, was. Subtitles yeah. scare people off. You can watch it in English. There are still some subtitles into it. It's a little niche. And even people are going to say, like, oh, it's a Japanese anime. Like, it's just not going to appeal to some people. Yeah, fair enough. So that was number... Th- that was number three. So we got number two. Come on. Number two. G- give me the name. Give me the name of your number two. Number two is Fifth Element. Okay, I know what your number one is. <laughs> just for you. Just, just, just shock me. But yeah, fifth, Prove me wrong. The Fifth Element, yeah. Like, Bruce Willis creeps into our list again. and It's kind of... It's one of those movies that... Car. Okay. If it's on TV, I'll watch it. If I need to watch a random movie, I'll put it on. I can come across any scene of it and just watch it all the way through. Yeah. 
Not every movie can do that. Even movies I really like, I can't come into every scene of it. In this one, I can. Like, it looks Total. really good. Oh yeah. Like, the, like the, the the practical, like the sets and and it's a, you know he's like he's like he's Bruce Willis. He's just this cab driver, ex-military guy, and he's yeah. thrown in this crazy story about the world ending, the the life ending. It's just and not just the world. Everything. And so he's going to save the day. Yeah. Chris Tucker. I'm not a huge Chris Tucker fan, but Ruby Rod is just that classic character, visually, audi- audibly, just yeah. what, it, awesome. It's, it's, he's got the gold dust factor. The villain, played by Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. Yes. He looks classic, like Gary Oldman. Classic yeah. villain. Oh, he's amazing. Well, that, that's, like the priest, you know. Uh, Gary Oldman, it, it, he loves chewing the scenery, and he does it there. He makes a great villain. Lilu, you know, like just yeah. Bruce Willis, like everybody, like the colonel, the president, the random cops waiting for their McDonald's. Yeah. It all works. At the giant sign that is McDonald's. <laughs> On the side of the skyscraper. It has, maybe it's got a little bit of a European feel. Luke Besson was involved with the film. and Yeah. I don't know if it had been made in America. Maybe it would have been over the top in a different way. It would have been more like really? Die Hard, less like... We would have had less crazy scenes like... When he gets the pool balls passed to him, like I can just yeah. think of so many we scenes. We wouldn't. I don't think we'd get the uh, the, the pool ball joke or the, da- the the opera scene. I don't think we would have gotten Classic. the English version. Yeah, we never would have got if, the opera. If not, not to insult it or insult filmmakers from any particular country, but if this had been made in America, like it didn't have a European tinge to it, because as you said, the film kind of does. Mm-hmm. I don't think we would have gotten the pool cue scene. I don't think we would have gotten a um, the opera scene. And we might not have even gotten the fridge scene, or just even the way like the apartments are designed. Oh, with the, the, yeah. the with the rotating equipment, which does it clean it and just rewrap it, or is it a whole new one? I don't know. Oh, the bed or the or the shower. The bed, the shower. Auto wash. It's gonna auto wash. Yeah. Just do you think they would take up more space? But that's just, it's 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 the future. The pile of garbage at the airport, like. Why that was even there? Maybe that was just the set. Just probably move it. No, no, no. Keep it there. Keep it there. And we like this. There's been lots of garbage in the airport. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you don't. So. Oh no, I I agree. It, it's a great movie. It, there's a couple of movies. That I'm, I'm I'm gonna be frank here. In making my list, there were a couple of movies that almost made the cut, but I had to be honest with myself. Ghostbusters was one of them. Fifth Element was another. Yeah, mostly Fifth Element did almost make my list. Because it, it's it was really... when we think about sci-fi, considering what we do. We watch sci-fi movies. We want to branch out of it someday, but we just never did this summer, really. Just didn't, just, it was just most out. convenient. It just seemed like just, all the... It was the summer of sci-fi movies. Yeah. That, that's for Christmas time. Okay, what did I, what did I give for Thelma, actually? Yeah. What did you give? Uh, a nine. You gave it all. I'd say it appeals to everybody. I think any almost anyone could watch this movie and find some enjoyment in it. You know what? Yeah. I would agree with that. I would like, maybe, very much agree with that. You could say an eight, maybe, but I'd say as close as a perfect movie. This is as close as... Perfect for everyone, and for a movie I like, is we're going to get. So this is a 9 for me. Fair enough. So we got the 9. I'd ask for a drum roll on this one, but Dixon knows that I know what his number 1 is. Ben knows his number 1. So unless he absolutely surprises me with this one... I want you, but I can't. Obvious. <laughs> drum roll, please. Dixon, what's your number 1? Hobo with a shotgun. Of all these movies, which one's the most obscure? The Professor Layton, maybe? Or is this more obscure, almost? I would say The Professor Layton is technically more obscure. That's a Probably big, a bigger uh, budget than this movie. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, probably. But Hobo with a shotgun. If we remember, year, this might be almost ten years ago, the Grindhouse movies. There was two. Yeah. Planet Terror and Death Proof. And they had a bunch of trailers in the middle for other movies. 
that were SS okay. or werewolf women of the werewolf SS. Werewolf women of the SS. SS. Uh, machete. Machete. Uh, don't. Real movie. Don't. Don't. There Thanksgiving. Was a thanks, yeah, there's a Thanksgiving. I think it was. No, thanks. Yeah. Just Thanksgiving. Oh, no, that that was, one looked like the best one to me. Thanksgiving was an actual movie. Thanksgiving yeah. actually looked really good. Yeah. So, to get it, it was a the... trailer, and it's a hobo with a shotgun who's bringing justice yeah. to a corrupt city. That was, that was the trailer, and again, like a lot of the grandest movies, that a lot of people thought that would be the end of it, but then Machete got made. So Hope of the Shotgun got turned into a real movie. For better or worse. And I picked it up probably because it just I saw the trailer, maybe, or just, just the name. How could you not want to see a movie called Hope of the Shotgun? And they actually got a real star, some real stars, but the star in question is Rooker Hauer. Rooker Hauer. Blade Runner, Lady, is it Lady Hawk? Lady Hawk, yeah. yeah Lady Hawk. He plays, the, he plays the hobo, and he comes to this town, and it is completely overrun by this man named, by the Drake and his two sons. And they are just... They're comic level, they're, they're, it's cartoon levels of villainy. And there's all yeah. kinds of Canadian stars in this movie. Like, I'm always a big fan of Lex, which is a, t- like a sci-fi series. Yeah. That was joint produced in like Germany, France, and Canada. And the guy that plays Stanley Tweedle is the main bad guy called Drake. George Strombolopoulos makes an appearance. The tra- uh, Ricky from the Trailer, trailer Park, Park Boys shows up, yeah. though he doesn't live long. No, no, he's he's dead. This is, sets the tone for the movie pretty fast. I'll Dave, set the, I'll set the opening scene. Hobo comes into town. He wanders across being a hobo. car chase. So car chase. They run down this guy. He's he, and he has like a manhole cover with a hole around his neck. So they catch him. Slick, um, the other son. Slick, he's dressed, the other like, he's, he's dressed like he's popped out of the eighties. Yeah, they're like, yeah. like, and they they come out of a Bricklin, which is a car they made in New Brunswick that has like the gullwing doors before the DeLorean. Before the DeLorean. <laughs> yeah, this is a real thing. And so they pop out. They grab him. Drake puts on the show. Basically, he like tells everyone to watch. Drops him into a, like takes the an animal cover off. Drops him into the sewer. His head's exposed. They wrap a barbed wire noose around his neck, attach it to the end of a tr- of a truck, drive it, it rips off his head, pool of blood comes out, shoots him out, and a lady in like a fur coat and bikini, and bikini starts dancing in it. Erotically. Yeah. If that doesn't tell you what kind of movie <laughs> Hobo with a Shotgun is, you've never seen an exploitation film in your life, and I don't know how you've gone this long. It's definitely yeah. an exploitation film, uh, but it's actually made very well for what kind of budget they must have had the, the effects are all practical and they're pretty good looking really yeah they're actually really good um, the soundtrack isn't bad it's very 80s got a lot of synth yeah. they, they got a they got the song from the raccoons at the end of the yeah. movie for the credits the best Love ending credit that. song ever um, I don't know this is even talk about the demons involved in the movie this movie does involve demons of some caliber okay yeah, it gets weird near the end to give to just put this in perspective because I know Dixon loves this movie and we've had discussions about this. <laughs> I made you all watch it. I've seen it, and yeah. exploitation films are designed to evoke, designed to go over the edge to provoke some sort of reaction for you, like Nazi exploitation, uh, black exploitation, black exploitation, non exploitation, non porn exploitation. They're usually thing. supposed to offend you. Some they're way. basically suppo- they're designed to offend you or shock you in some way, shape, or form. And it's like, okay, fine. Hopefully, the shotgun does that for me. But it makes me uncomfortable to watch, which is why, like, I'm sorry, Dixon, I knew it would be on your list, and I'm absolutely not surprised, but I'll say it again because the camera's listening, that movie makes me really uncomfortable. It's See, I don't see why. Like, something like Seven makes, like, the ending of Seven makes me much more comfortable than watching Hope with a Shotgun, because it's so gratuitous, I can't take it any of it seriously. Maybe it's just because like, I... when he, Like, when he blows away, at, obviously, a pedophile... Who's, who's the Santa like Claus pedophile. Yeah, he's just like yeah. Santa Claus. He's obviously gotten a kid, and he blows him away. Like, that's Well, the whole crux of the movie yeah. uh, just is, because again, for those who haven't seen it, because again, it's kind of, 
It's called Hobo with a Shotgun. It's like maybe some, you don't need to see it. Maybe it's a me. My One favorite movie t- out of this out of this genre is Zombie Strippers because again, it, that was my first real foray into exploitation filmmaking, and just by that time alone, I bet you can guess what the movie's about. That one's campy, yet gory. Mm-hmm. This this is less funny. I just can't help but feel that they're making a point in this movie that's absolutely lost on me in the buckets and buckets and buckets of gore. <laughs> I mean. I mean, some of the like some of the characters are very memorable. There's there's a lot of memorable scenes. The school bus. The school bus. The uh... hey kids, you like hobos? <laughs> yeah. I hate hobos. And he sets the bus on fire, killing the kids inside. That was brutal. This is like whoa. Or like uh, when he gets his dick shot off. Oh yeah. You just want the, the hobo Rooker Howard. He, he does a Rooker Howard does a good job. Rooker I think Howard all the actors is... do a fairly good job. Considering they're dealing with an exploitation script, yes. Yeah. Um, I, I don't mean that. It's you, there are some real emotions in here, Most, and he does feel like a real ho- like he does seem like a real hobo. He seems very yeah. broken. Well, his whole thing is he in this movie like to rate. Okay, is that it for everyone? It, it is not. It, it is absolutely it is, not for everyone. And I'm like, flash. there's no way I I can totally admit like if I show this to ten people, probably ten people might hate it. <laughs> I believe that. Like, maybe 10 people would like it. Unlikely. Maybe three people would like it. Exploitation films in general, you've got to be of a specific mindset, and you got to... You can't take anything seriously when you watch these. And that's that's my thing with this. Like, again, like I said, Zombie Strippers, that's... It's a bad movie, but if you, you should see it because it's entertainingly bad. Hmm. It's... See, and I, see, my problem with this is I don't think this is entertainingly bad. It is not bad. No, see, I think that it's might not know. badly directed. It's not badly produced. No, I, I think that might be the problem with it. Pretty is, good. Is, that, is, is there's less for me to make fun of. So it's not, it's not like a movie I take myself out of because it's stupid or it, it, it's even clearly you know, comedy. You know what this is? This is like, it's like Drive. It's like a lot of these ultra-violent, crazy movies that are coming out. This is just the least, the less polishers, and this is the low end of that. Yeah. It's not that off from, like... But to be fair, to give this movie credit... Some art house movies. To give this movie credit, it is an exploitation film with at least a B-movie budget. Exploitation films don't even usually have that kind of budget. No, this is... No. It didn't get, like, a, a theatrical release, no, but... I thought it did in some places. It got a limited uh, theatrical release. I maybe, think. like, close to home, but not here. If, as for rating, for, for people, for the general audience, yeah, this is not going to appeal. Does this movie appeal. have two ratings? Yeah, it does. Oh, no. <laughs> it's got it. It's got it. Like, but for the general person, I'm going to say a four, but I want to say five. I almost think it, it's good enough to be a five. For most people, it's almost it mm. almost works, but I'm gonna say four because I know it doesn't. I know my heart this won't work. For yeah, more, you know, for what? more than half gonna, the people, no way. If I was gonna review for other people, yeah, you're probably right. Four, not it's four. less a bit less than average. If it was a little bit less gory, then it might make or a little less crazy. It might be a five, and then it might win. I, yeah. We would lose by other rating. Yeah, my personal rating. This for me, like, can never not love this movie. Like for me, this is <laughs> it's so ridiculous. It, this it, is a ten with an asterisk. It's not a real ten because a real ten would be for everyone. This is a ten yeah. for Dixon. <laughs> this, this is, is the Dixon perfect. 10. This is a detail movie. It's got like obscure actors, like synth soundtrack, gratuitous gore and violence. Like it's got it all. It's moody as shit. Like, the lighting, the sets. Like, they did a really good job. And the film only gets crazier as it progresses. Which says something for this movie that starts relatively crazy. They got, like, an actual karate guy to, like, do... Like, he's doing kicks and stuff in, like, hockey skates. (laughs) Like, what's his... I can't remember. There's Slick and the other one. I can't remember the name of the other son. But but he's, like, an actual karate. Like, he actually has, like, a black belt in martial arts. And he's doing stuff in, like, hockey skates. Like, it's awesome. I think it's time for the three guys to sign off. Uh, it's been a treat uh, going through the summer with you guys. 
And now we get to go into the stuff that I know some of us won't like. It's time to go into October, which, as everyone else who does themes do... Oktoberfest? Shut up. Maybe. <sighs> Is that in October? I don't even know. It's in some weird German month that doesn't exist in our calendar, probably. <laughs> Schmarshtober. There's actually some calendar. There's actually a month of Oktoberfest. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to be going into a, uh, the Halloween month, so I figure... Halloween movies. We're not sure what yet. We'll come back to you on that one. You'll know when we do. You don't mean the actual Halloween movies, do you? Well, maybe some of the bad ones. Maybe. Oh, dear God. So all of them. They're not all bad. <laughs> Let's watch all of them. Maybe but the just Robin. horror films in general. Yes, yeah, scary movies. Mm. To fit with the Halloween But not, not scary movies. No, not no. those. Maybe. Uh, Again, I haven't decided yet. We'll come back to you when we have an idea of what we're doing. In any event, this is the three guys saying goodnight. Good night. Good night.